Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to Friday Night Live. I'm your host, Abdullah Wahid. This is our final Friday Night Live before the beautiful month of Ramadan, the blessed month of Ramadan. It's been a great time with all you brothers and sisters joining us every Friday night, giving us support, comfort, and uh, you know motivation. We're going to have so many great programs. You're going to see us almost every night in the month of Ramadan. So if your eyes are not fatigued by seeing us and your ears are not exhausted from listening to us, you're still going to get a fair share of Abdullah Wahid and Ramadan. But um, it's not about me. It's about the content that we're going to cover, the work that we're going to discover, and the tafsir that we're going to uh, unveil in the month, in the beautiful month of Ramadan. We're very excited about that. Uh, so, like I've said, we started this Friday Night Live, I think we're at episode number 42, 42 Fridays ago, almost a year ago. And so much has changed since that time. People who are tuning in from United Kingdom, England, Sharif, people who are tuning in from uh, the Scandinavian countries, Norway, Sweden, people are tuning in from Pakistan, Zindabad, India, Bangladesh, from Puerto Rico, from South America, Central America, Michigan, Seattle, California, Canada, all across the world. And it's purely because everyone here that's joining us is here to learn something new and build a better relationship with the religion, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have people from Toronto, as I can see, from, from Tunisia. I can I just read Tunisia. And like I said, Turkey, we have people from Turkey joining us. Uh, we have tonight one of our, our singers, Munshid, he's joining us from Egypt, from Cairo. Because of this virtual uh, opportunity, we're able to reach so many different people in so many different places. And it has nothing to do with miftah or what we're providing. It's the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today we're, the in, we're, instrument, we're, be, we're being used as a tool, as an instrument for this. So we're very excited. I see people writing Montreal, Turkey, um, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, from the from the Smoky Mountains almost. Uh, and we have people from, uh, did I say Montreal? I just said Montreal. We have people from uh, Leicester, England, uh, from Minnesota. So mashallah, it's just it's been a great run, great uh, time together. And I hope all of you, inshallah, will be with us throughout the month of Ramadan. And I want you to respond to me. Abi, foran. I'm just joking. But I want everyone to respond to me that inshallah in the month of Ramadan you will tune in to our programs. We have people from Ajax, Ontario. Ajax. We have people from Sri Lanka, Philadelphia. Uh, Alhamdulillah. We have Melbourne, Dearborn. Uh, Alhamdulillah. This is just, this, you know, we're really humbled. Honestly, it's just a beautiful feeling. That من بلاد شتى وقبائل شتى يجتمعون على ذكر الله يذكرونه from different lands of the world we're gathered together on virtually just uh, to learn the Islam and the beautiful religion. So I I kind of wanted that was my first. I wanted to do my opening just to thank everyone from all across the world, Mufti Abdul Waha for the extensive work that he has put in hours, days, weekends, nights to this 
effort of Niftah and uh, making sure that the work is done correctly, precisely, accurately, and presented in the best manner. So I want to thank Mufti Abdul and all those scholars who have joined us in the past year, artists, alhamdulillah. So inshallah tonight, um, we have um, one of my dear friends, someone I listen to when he's not around, and when he joins us joins us at, on Miftah, I enjoy it so much. Brother Muhammad Tariq, let me invite him to the screen, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Kayf haraka shaykh Alhamdulillah, wallahi nawartana bi wajhika al-jameel. Alhamdulillah. Binurikum, binurikum, wallahi al-azim. Alhamdulillah. Kayf al-hal, kayf al-ahwal, kayf al-a'ila. Alhamdulillah. Wallahi, everything is well, alhamdulillah. Wa natamanna an narakum daiman wa narakum mubasharatan live. ليس هنا في في زوم وستريم يارد لكن نريد أن نراكم في أمريكا وتأتون إلى مصر ونراكم فيس تو فيس إن شاء الله إن شاء الله أنا أحب أهل مصر وأنا أحب والله نحبكم في الله نحبكم في الله و... أنتم بلاد الأنبياء وأنتم من بلاد القراء والعلماء الحمد لله الحمد excited uh, by you joining us and uh, brother Ta- Muhammad Tariq, anyone that's following him or listens to him, subhanAllah, he has one of the most beautiful voices and also min akhlaq. He's very humble, very nice person. And he, he is saying that he wants to visit the United States and inshallah he will. And he's asking us to visit him in, um, visit him in, uh, in Egypt. And, uh, you know, inshallah, when things open up, we will. And uh, my children love listening to you. And my younger brother, Rahmatullah Ali Abdul Rahim, Rahmatullah Ali, he used to love listening to Qulul Qulub ila al-Habib al-Tamil. He, he loved listening to that poem regarding the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And millions of people around the world are listening to you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to put barakah in what you do, give you ikhlas, inshallah. And وَنَحْشُرْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ inshallah جَمِعًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مَعَ حَبِيبِنَ مُصْطَفَى Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam fi jinan al-khuld, inshallah. Bismillah. Please recite to us. You know, this is the what last one before Ramadan. Soften our hearts, inshallah. 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 كل القلوب إلى الحبيب تميل ومعي بهذا شاهد ودليل أما الدليل إذا ذكرت محمدا صارت دموع العاشقين تسيل يا سيد الكونين يا علم الهدى هذا المتيم في حماك نزيل لو صادفتني من لدنك عناية آل أزور طيبة والنخيل جميل يا سيد الكونين يا علم الهدى 
هذا المتيم في حماك نزيل لو صادفتني من لدنك عناية لأزور طيبة والنخيل جميل كل القلوب للحبيب تميل ومعي بهذا شاهد ودليل أما الدليل إذا ذكرت محمدا صارت دموع العاشقين تسيل هذا رسول الله هذا المصطفى هذا لرب العالمين رسول هذا الذي رد العيون بكفه لما بدا فوق الخدود تسيل هذا رسول الله هذا المصطفى هذا لرب العالمين رسول هذا الذي رد العيون بكفه لما بدت فوق الخدود تسيل كل القلوب إلى الحبيب تميل ومعي بهذا شاهد ودليل أما الدليل إذا ذكرت محمدا صارت دموع العاشقين تسيل صلى الله عليه وسلم الله تكبير الله عليه وسلم الله وسلم the first line in itself is so heavy right that every heart in this world is it's like a magnet to the heart of the prophet وسلم, you know our, our our lives are um attracted to his sunnah so Allah so this is and this is an ashid obviously someone very nicely just put is forever associated with our dear brother, Shaykh Abdul Rahim, rahimullah. Uh, whenever it's recited, you think of him. Uh, but, you know, how fortunate are we that the, a poem about the Prophet ﷺ is the one that is associated to our brother, whilst many a times there are different things that are associated to others when they leave the world. So it's, you know, it's a very uh, honorable association, you know, and perhaps this association can be enough for us to also be uh, blessed to drink from the hands of the Prophet ﷺ on the Day of Judgment. Uh, Muhammad, um, I don't, we don't want to take too much time from you, 
But um, inshallah, if you, you can continue with, with, with your next next poem, inshallah. Inshallah, bismillah. <laughs> يا نور الهلال أقبل تعال فالشوق طال والقلب سما نحو السما مترنما لا لا تنقضي أنت للروح دعا رمضان 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 يا حبيب رمضان رمضان ليتك دوما قريب فيك الحب عم العباد يا خير زاد رمضان يا شهر القرآن فيك أذوق حلاوة الإيمان لا لا تنقضي أنت للروح دواء رمضان 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 يا حبيب رمضان رمضان ليتك دوما قريب رمضان 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 يا حبيب رمضان رمضان ليتك دوما قريب كم أهواك يا شهر الصيام أنا لن أنساك فأنت في قلبي دائما تمضي الأيام ودعائي كل عام ربي تقبلنا ربي بلغنا بلغنا رمضان 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 يا حبيب رمضان رمضان ليتك دوما قريب اللهم بلغنا رمضان ومجتمعين مع بعض بإذن الله تعالى آمين آمين ما شاء الله اللهم بلغنا رمضان بالعالم عديداً مراراً إن شاء الله اللهم أمين um, We're not going to stop you We want you to continue إن شاء الله بسم الله <تصفيق> صلى الله عليه وسلم صلوا عليه <تصفيق> لعلي أرى أفوز رضا 
وقلبي مع حبيب الله لعلي أرى أفوز رضا وقلبي مع حبيب الله جميل ما له ثاني بأخلاق وإحسان وحاز بقربه فضل ورد الحب عرفان جميل ما له ثاني بأخلاق وإحسان وحاز بقربه فضل ورد الحب عرفان لعلي أزور أنال سرور وقلبي مجبور برؤيا الرسول لعلي أزور أنال سرور وقلبي مجبور برؤيا الرسول جميل ما له ثاني بأخلاق وإحسان وحاز بقربه فضل ورد الحب عرفان جميل ما له ثاني بأخلاق وإحسان وحاز بقربه فضل ورد الحب عرفان صلى الله عليه وسلم ما شاء الله تبارك الله <تصفيق> نبدأ بعدها على طول مولاي صلى وسلم الميدلي كان مع محمد يوسف نبدأه الآن سمعنا شعر الذي قرأتها في تعظيم وحرمة أمنا المؤمنين عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها هل ممكن أن تقرأ من ذلك من تلك الأبيات قليلة ولو لو يمكن ممكن المرة القادمة إن شاء الله. فقط قليل أبيات قليل المرة القادمة ممكن يعني ننشدها إليكم next time, next time. ما رأيك هذا أحسن مرة القادمة إن شاء الله لو تريدون الآن ليس مشكلة يعني نحضرها إليكم لما لا نبدأ بالأناشيد الذي قرأتها بمحمد نعم يلا حيا بنا مولا يا صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم مولا يا صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم 
محمد سيد الكونين والثقلين محمد سيد الكونين والثقلين والفريقين من عرب ومن عجم مولا يا صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كله مي مولا يا صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كله مي يا نبي سلام عليك يا رسول سلام عليك يا حبيب سلام عليك صلوات الله عليك أنت نور الله فجرا جيت بعد العسر يسرا ربنا أعلاك قدرا يا حبيبي يا رسول الله يا حبيبي يا محمد يا نبي سلام عليك يا رسول سلام عليك يا حبيب سلام عليك صلوات الله عليك صلي على النبي وتبسم دنبي تبسم وتبسم دنبي تبسم اللهم صلي علي قلب المتيم كلما صلى عليك وسلما ذاق السعادة مغرما يا سيدي يا محمد صلوا عليه شافيع الأمة بذكر الرسول تشحذ الهمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزح الغمة يا ربي يا رب الهادي أزح الغمة صلوا على الهادي البشير حبيب البدر المنير شفيعي عند القدير صلوا عليه صلوا بيحلى الكلام صلوا على بدر 
التمام حبيبي مسك الختام صلوا عليه صلوا عليه شفيع الأمة بذكر الرسول تشحذ الهمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة يا ربي بجاه النبي أزيح الغمة قمرون 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 سيدنا النبي قمرون وجميل 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 سيدنا النبي وجميل وكف المصطفى كالورد نادي الله الله وعطرها يبقى إذا مست آيادي الله الله وكف المصطفى كالورد نادي الله الله وعطرها يبقى إذا مست آيادي الله الله وعنا نوالوها كل العباد وعنا نوالوها كل العباد وعنا نوالوها كل العباد حبيب الله يا خير البرايا قمرون قمرون قمر سيدنا النبي قمر والله الله وجميل 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 سيدنا النبي وجميل محمد نبينا بنور هدينا من مكة حبيبي نور سطاع المدينة من صلى صلاته اتحل بصفاته يا بخت اللي فضل وماشي يشفع صلي على محمد السلام عليك يا يا رسول الله السلام عليك يا حبيبي يا نبي الله السلام عليك يا يا رسول الله السلام عليك يا حبيبي يا نبي الله يا رسول ما شاء الله ما شاء الله جميل اللهم صل على محمد صلوا على حبيبي that was very beautiful uh we enjoyed it and we wish 
كنا نتمنى أن نستمع هذا الصوت جميل طول الليل all night but of course we have our honorable guests but لازم إن شاء الله مرة القادمة إن شاء الله نستمع منك إن شاء الله طول أطول من ذلك إن شاء الله إن شاء الله إن شاء الله بإذن الله تعالى thank you so much thank you so much تستطيعون أن تسمعونني على أنغامي ويوتيوب وفيسبوك وإنستغرام Yeah, so everybody that's joining us, please make sure yeah. to follow Muhammad Tariq on YouTube, Instagram, social media. I mean, you already have hundreds and thousands of followers. How many followers do you guys have? How many subscribers do you have on your YouTube page? Alhamdulillah, 2 million. Uh, 1 million and uh, 700. Yeah. MashaAllah. Yeah, million and 700. إن شاء الله 2 مليون إن شاء الله تعالى إن شاء الله تعالى إن شاء الله اللهم بلغنا رمضان ويعني ادعوا لنا جميعا وادعوا لي بالتوفيق بإذن الله تعالى واللهم بلغنا رمضان وأنت يبلغكم رمضان بإذن الله تعالى آمين آمين سعيد سعيد بوجودي دائما معكم أكون سعيد جدا عندما مفتاح انستيوت أكون very happy to join join you إن شاء الله يعني وإن شاء الله قريبا جدا نكون معكم طوال شهر رمضان بإذن الله تعالى إن شاء الله إن شاء الله السلام عليكم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله مع السلامة oh, We were so fortunate to have uh, Brother Muhammad Tariq with us uh, tonight and, and you know we, we could hear him all night but we have such an honorable respectful uh, Ustad teacher joining us before I bring him onto the screen I, I have to say um, our guest that we're inviting and we're bringing on tonight is one of my dear friends, honorable scholar. I, I feel embarrassed to call my friend. I should say my teacher, uh, mentor, uh, you know, and uh, do not be deceived by the color of his beard. It looks gray, but he's far younger than that. You know, he's so young and he's so energetic. So much work he's done for the community of Dallas Valley Ranch. Him as, as a member of the community and style, helping establish that community there. I mean, how lucky... I think Dallas should be called like Dalestan, like Pakistan, Dalestan. You know, it's, it's almost uh, like that. Uh, thanks to Ted Cruz and Sheikh uh, Yasser Bajas and the Shuyukh there. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, the work they have done is unbelievable. And I want to invite uh, my honorable, what a way to kick off Ramadan with Sheikh Yasser Bajas, inshallah. And Mufti Wahab, you can join us too. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. I think you're, I think you're muted, Sheikh. Um, um, Sheikh, we, we can't hear you. I think you're muted. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Perfect. Salaam right. alaikum. What I was saying is I just like I have no idea who you were talking about. <laughs> well, I'm, talking, I'm talking about this handsome man on the screen right now. You oh, are your brother, mashallah. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> you like this, you like this, Bajan. Which one do you like? Uh, wherever Sheikh is comfortable with. Sheikh, you like this? Is this good? It's up to you, mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's beautiful. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. We've been, we've, we've um, yearned to bring you on to our program for a very long time. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Sorry for being late, Yani, uh, on the program. You were early. Alhamdulillah. At least we arrived, Alhamdulillah, in the last session. At least before Ramadan starts, right? <laughs> no, no, what a, what, a, what a way to begin Ramadan and what are the last sessions before Ramadan with you. And of course, you know, you're a very busy person and you're doing a lot of things in your community. 
and with the recent tragedies that have happened in Dallas, no. the whole family, uh, the entire mass shooting and suicide that took place in Dallas. Inshallah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you're a busy person with you know with COVID and all the activities that you're doing. I was fortunate to be with you in, in during the winter break. I came to your house, and, and Sheikh Yasser, you know, he took care of me, he fed me, and he did my ikram. And I, I know I, I feel I feel embarrassed because every time he comes to Michigan. We're not able to give him that too much, that much love, but um, you're so kind with your love and your space and your knowledge. And I was going to ask you, like, what, what was he drinking? It looked like he was drinking something very nice. Believe it or not, this cup was given to me by Kabilat Ittihad many years back. Oh, Michigan. wow. Oh, wow. But this is tea. This is just herbal tea. Actually, it's Bosnian tea, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, people that know Sheikh Yasser, you know, graduated from Medina University, served in Bosnia. And then El Paso, Chicago, and all around. I mean, that's Sheikh Yasser. Sheikh, I want you to just just take over and just give us some advice. But before we go ahead, Sheikh, what happened in the community in your community in Dallas, so that the viewers can also hear about it? Um, people in Michigan do know a little bit, but this happened in Allen in your backyard. Can you give us a background? How has it affected you guys? Alhamdulillah. Honestly, I dedicated the entire khutbah al Jum'ah today for the topic itself. Uh, obviously, it's a tragedy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect uh, your families and your communities and your loved ones from uh, uh, falling into this. It was a situation of uh, um, a murder-suicide case in which, unfortunately, a family of six uh, lost its life to this tragedy. Uh, may Allah azza wa jalla, um, uh, Our community obviously woke up to this uh, and it was a shocking news, really. Uh, we're still grieving, we're still mourning. Uh, in the community of Allen, which is about just 25 minutes, 30 minutes away from us. Uh, and we are, as a community, alhamdulillah, very interconnected. So it doesn't matter where it happens. As one, com one community, one ummah, whatever happens, it aches everybody everywhere else. So uh, uh, it's a, a huge wake-up call uh, for many, many people to revisit the subject of suicide in the Muslim community, which is unfortunately the word suicide is like a taboo in our communities. We try to avoid saying it because we think that, alhamdulillah, the Muslim community it's so righteous that these things don't happen in there. Mm -hmm. uh, the subject of uh, mental illness and mental health as well as prevention and also as a, a treatment, it is considered also a taboo. So something is stigmatized by, by many, many people, by tradition and culture. So you don't even dare talk to people about, you know, treating yourself or treating your family or even bringing it up in the household. It's always, you know, lack of iman. It's always this, it's always that. And I keep telling people, listen, Nabi Whoever believes in Allah on the final day, let them say something good or remain quiet better. In a situation like this, we don't want anyone to become mashallah, the expert in the field and start you know, blabbering and talking whatever nonsense they bring about to the table. We need the experts to talk about these issues. So as imams, we went straight to uh, the, the experts, to the professionals in the mental health. Alhamdulillah, we had a, a three hours training actually the same night. Uh, from 9.15pm uh, until almost midnight with uh, Dr. Rani Awad. Uh, we talked about this with, uh, with MAPS, which is the mental health organization and uh, a group of, of, of uh, therapists in the Dallas area. So alhamdulillah, we, we got together talking about the situation, discussed the matter and what needs to be done uh, for the community and, and, and talking points about khutbah al-Jum'ah and so on. Uh, the janazah was, was yesterday, uh, obviously for the entire family. And subhanAllah, right now we're just dealing with the aftermath. It, the thing is, it's unfortunate that it's happened right before Ramadan started. Mm -hmm. Right before Ramadan started. We were, we were getting ready for, a, for such a very 
um, uh, important uh, uplifting moment in the community. But then, sadly, we uh, we have a setback and uh, a distraction, really. Uh, and it's an important one, of course, obviously. But we had to talk about it. It's a very difficult conversation. And I really advise you and your communities to talk about it. Um, because we don't want to wait, la qadr Allah, when something happens to believe that it's real. It is real. It happens. And we just don't want to wait, la qadr Allah, until things yani, crazy like these things happen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all those who are, are you know who are going through pain and grief healing, you know, yeah. especially in the Dallas community, to see six members of a Muslim community that their children just shoot the parents, their siblings, and then they take their own lives. You know, I think this family also lived in Michigan back in the days, you know. And I'm, it's I'm not really sure actually where they lived before, but uh, what we know is it's a, it's a tragic event to all of us. Yeah, and regardless of the details and what happened, honestly, it's just something that the community needs to be aware that the mental uh, mental illness is real, depression is real, and it can lead to tragic, um, really events like these if we don't pay attention to, first of all, uh, through uh, prevention measures in our communities by being proactive in our activities, our discussions, our town hall, uh, um, you know, again, conversations with the community. And then, of course, making sure that we go back to the professionals for treatment, for therapy, for counseling. And the community needs to start um, waking up. There's no stigma with seeking help and assistance, no matter what the situation is. Wallah. I think that, that I think Sheikh put it very beautifully, like, you know, and like every, everyone is hurting at a different point um, and it doesn't matter where they're from who they are you know in, re in reality the fact of the matter is that there were young people and they were taken from us and just the, the fact that there were young people obviously we we, we pain um, regardless if they're elders or, or younger younger youngsters or younger kids but when they're younger it, it pains even more you know um, the potential that everyone has is uh, is above the sky so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow your community to 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 um, to get through these difficult times uh, with sabr and with uh, with hidayah, with the right guidance, and all of us in every part of the country, um, Sheikh, you know, bringing it back to the topic of, of tonight's session, I think um, hopefully throughout the session we're going to make mention of these of this incident perhaps and how we can get better from it. But the focus of tonight's session, we also wanted to talk about how we can reconnect with the Quran in the month of Ramadan, and mm -hmm. how through the Quran, hopefully that 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 can become a criterion for us it can allow our families to to flourish and to and to hopefully progress spiritually mentally and physically um so sheikh can you start us off you know in in, in that in, in those trains of in those train of thoughts i know i'm kind of like jumping off topic but i know if we continue speaking about this it'll take the whole night yeah. and i don't want yeah, i want to i wanted to also just before we go into the topic ask sheikh yasa because i want the audience to know how many programs and lectures he's already done for friday so if you can tell us like I mean, what number live session is this for you today? Uh, this one? Uh, today yeah. is the third actually. <laughs> third one. What's your dream khutbah? Today is the third one, yes, in addition to the khutbah. But uh, again, it's, uh, it's, an, it's, it's a time for us to get busy, really, to serve the community. Allah. Because it's so, so essential and so important. And it's very, very, very um, uh, well needed, really, especially before Ramadan starts. We want to start with Ramadan with, with clean hearts. And if we can ease the pain of people as much as we can, that's, alhamdulillah, the most rewarding thing. And I don't know if you can see, actually, the fatigue in my eyes. <laughs> you know, I, Sheikh, I know how hard you work. I didn't see any fatigue. 
No. But I'm gonna get off. I, I don't want to we don't want to keep you too long. But honestly, I'm like I'm at the at the pond where the water is just coming to me and I'm selfishly just going to enjoy it. But um inshallah, I'll give we'll give you a few time, a few minutes, Sheikh. You give us some advice. And if we if you feel exhausted and and we'll try to keep you as excited as possible. But I'm sure we'll enjoy it with you, Sheikh. Bismillah. <laughs> How can I benefit from the Quran in the month of Ramadan? The first thing that comes to my mind is at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alif la meem. This is the book. There's absolutely no doubt in it. Al-Muttaqeen, guidance for those who are righteous. Now, here's the thing. Any book you read when you open the introduction, the author usually apologizes if there was any mistakes, any errors, send me an email here to the thanking the publisher, thanking their family, their this, their that, and so on, so on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the very beginning of his book, he thanks nobody because he's Allah Azza wa Almighty. He says, this is the book. Like There's no other book. This is the book. Like You don't need any other book but this one. This is the one that you need and you need only. And this is the only one that if, you, if you'd study it well, you wouldn't need anything else. This is the book. There is absolutely no doubt in it. You don't have to send an email for an error. You don't have to send you know, a remark about you know, mistake here or mistake there. Allah is challenging us. He says, read it many times. There's absolutely no, no doubt in it. Imam Shafi, the author of the book, Al-Risala, the very famous first uh, written, you could say, legacy in Usul al-Fiqh, Imam al-Shafi he studied the book with his students for more than 40 times. You know, just exaggeration of the number, probably, if not be probably even more. And every time he reads it and he studied with his students, he goes and changes one word here, one word there. He adds one thing here, one thing there. Always make amendments. And then when he thought it was khalas, perfect, almost at the end of his life, there was one time of those last times he was reviewing the book, he thought of changing something again, but then he paused and he goes, Aballahu illa an kitaba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refused to perfect any book except for his. No book is perfect but his subhanahu wa ta'ala. La rayba There is no doubt in it, absolutely no doubt in it. Hudan lil muttaqin, guidance for those who are righteous. Guidance for those who seek to be righteous. So for those who study the Quran, read the Quran, Ramadan is coming. My dear brothers and sisters, Ramadan, reading the Quran is not just to finish from cover to cover. It's not a race against time. It's really an opportunity to connect with the Quran. I'd rather hold one page, read it over and over again, until I understand every single word and every single principle and, and follow every single instruction. Then read the Quran from cover to cover 10 times in Ramadan. If you ask me, what did you learn from it? How, what, did, what did you get out of it? I would say fatigue. You just need to make sure that you learn, not just you read. So if Allah is telling us the Quran has this capacity to give you the guidance that you need and nothing else except from there. Of course, when we say nothing else, what we mean by that is from the Quran, Allah gives you guidance in different areas where you could benefit from other things in your life, inshallah. But for now, let's talk about this. What kind of guidance we need to talk, we need to study from the Quran? I want to share with you a few things, inshallah ta'ala, in light of the tragic event and fortune that happened to us here in the Dallas community. You see, when it comes to studying the Quran, I need to understand, is there anything about what happened that can I, I can find in the Quran? Is, is How can I relate to what's going on around me in this world? How can I relate the Quran to this? 
Well, it is there in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to these principles in the Quran. Just before we get to the Quran, the Quranic part, I want you to know even that the subject of depression and anxiety and and, and worrying, it's there in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet. Yani the Prophet, when Allah Azza wa was telling the Prophet in the Quran, like, are you going to kill yourself because they're not going to believe? Like, are you going to be so worried about them? Like, you can, you, you hold so, you, you just kind of take yourself too much. You hold too much concern for them. If they want to believe or not, who cares? Allah is telling him, Laysa alayka hudahum. Guidance is not, in, their guidance is not in your hand. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what, what, what tells about the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa he had a lot of concerns. A lot of concerns, a lot of worries about the ummah, salawatullahi wa salamu But that is something probably positive. It's something for the for a good cause, inshallah, azza wa jal. But sometimes we have our own worries for other things. That's why the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the hadith al-sahih, he used to make the, the dua, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-hazan, wa'udhu bika min al-adzi wal-kasal. He says, a'udhu bika min al-hammi wal-hazan. Al-ham is worrying about the future. Al-hazan is grieving about the past. And I seek refuge with you from weakness and from laziness. Al-Ajz is inability to do something or to do anything or incapability by circumstances. Sickness, illness, financial, Allahu Alam, circumstances. Al-Kasal, inability to do something by choice, being lazy. So these things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us from the Prophet hadith as well from, from the Quran, they do exist. You know, having worries and concerns and and even depression, because what is depression anyway? Is when you start looking at al-hazan from the past, grieving about the past. This is depression. And when you have al-ham, there's so much concern and worrying about the future. And we have been asked to seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from that. May Allah Azza wa Jal take us take this away from our lives, Ya Rabbil Alameen. However, go back to the Quran. Does this is this exist in the Quran in any way? Allah subhanahu wa speaks about ham, hazan. Does he talk about depression or anything like that? Well, it does exist in Surah Al-Ma'arij. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that the insan was created by design, by design, was created with this capability or this is this ability or this actually prone to this kind of tendency to worry and also to have you know depression and so on and so on, to different levels. How? Says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. Insan was created halua. The insan was created halua, which means what? Halua from hala, and hala means you know uh, being scared and, and so afraid. And in this case, you know, always worrying, anxious. When he's afflicted with a calamity, with something difficult or hardship, jazu'a. Al jaza' is panicking. So when we are afflicted with a calamity, we panic right away. And that is where you start getting worried and anxious and so on. That's a self-defense mechanism. It's a, a fight-or-flight scenario. And even when he is blessed with something good, still he is manu' which means he holds back because you're so anxious to lose it. You're so scared, to, you're so worried about losing it, so you hold it in hand. Either way, good or bad, we worry, no matter what. So by design, we were created like that. Why? What's the purpose of this? So you could find help with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If everything was in your life perfect and you didn't have to worry about anything, everything was, was well taken care of for you, would you even think about connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah azza wa jal says, Ya ayyuhal, ya ayyuhal nas, O mankind, 
antum al-fuqara'u ila Allah. You are those who are, you are in poverty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are in so much need of Allah azza wa ta'ala. Wallahu al-ghani. Wallahu al-ghani subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the self-sufficient subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he made us poor in that sense, which means we are always in need of safety. We are always in need of security. We are always in need of that sense of, you know, stability and so on. Where can we find that? There are different ways of finding this. But Allah Azza wa Jal is letting us know that the best place you can find that sense of serenity and tranquility and peace where? In his remembrance. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, وَعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ You worship your Lord until you meet your certainty, until you reach your certainty. What's the meaning of the certainty here? By the, the Mufassirin, almost like unanimous agreement, this yaqeen over here means what? Death. Like you are responsible to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through your life, until you meet your certainty. Now, if you look at the, at the choice of words over here, what does that mean? You worship your Lord until you meet your certainty or until certainty comes to you. What does that mean? That means you're going to live a life of uncertainty all the way until you get to your certainty, which is death in this, in this example over here. Well, that's scary. If I'm going to be living a life of uncertainty, that's very scary because that means I'm going to always be on high alert, always anxious, always this, always that. That is true. But that is the essence of why we worry and why we are so anxious, because we're looking for meaning. We're looking for certainty. We're looking for this yaqeen, that kind of yaqeen. We're looking for the certainty that makes us feel at ease. But Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, you you're going to live the life of uncertainty until you meet your certainty. See, my dear brothers and sisters, change is one of those instruments of this life. It's a constant thing. Change is going to always happen. And with change comes what? Uncertainty. No matter what kind of change happens in your life, you get sick, you get older, you get married, you get promoted, you lose your job, money comes in, loses it, all that stuff. Tons of things that makes you feel worried, subhanAllah. So in this case, when you're worried, um, what's the solution for this? Look for certainty. Where can you find that? Allah gave us a solution for this. He goes, Wa'bud Rabbaka. He says, find it with me. That's what he says. Wa'bud Rabbaka, worship your Lord. If you worship Allah Azza wa Jal, he says, I'll give you certainty. That's what you're looking for from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to give you that peace and tranquility. What do we call it? We call it Ihsan. You know, in Hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Jibreel came to him in the form of a human being, and he told him, he asked about Islam, Iman, and Ihsan. What was the definition of Ihsan? The highest level of our deen. The highest level of our practice, the highest level of our wa'bud, ibadah, the worship of Allah Azza wa Jal. He said, what is it? He goes, أن تعبد الله كأنك تراه. You worship Allah as if you see him. فَإِنْ لَمْ تَكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يُرَاكُ But if you're not at that level of certainty that he sees you, then at least you have the certainty of knowledge that he sees you. So the first thing, actually, if you're not that certain that you see him, that's the first level of certainty. If you're not at that level that you, you worship him as if you see him, then you are at that level of certainty that he sees you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Overall, the best form of, of ibadah is when you reach that level of certainty. Now, of course, we're not going to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right now in this dunya with the sight of our eyes. But we see him with the sight of our mind and the sight of our heart. Like it's absolutely certain to me. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind and my heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is haqq. And he is true, subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you get to that level, everything becomes easy because he's true. You know, in the story of Abu Bakr Siddiq, 
when the Prophet went to Isra al-Mi'raj and he came back. Abu Jahl, he took advantage of this. He's like, wow, look, Muhammad is saying that he went to Jerusalem, came back again one single night. It takes us months to go back and forth. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq didn't know about it yet. So when, when Abu Jahl saw the Prophet, saw Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, he says, come over here. Now your man is telling us he goes to Jerusalem and come back again in one single night. Do you really believe that? What Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu said, قَالَ إِن كَانَ, إن كان قَالَهَا فَقَدْ صدق. He said to him, he says, if it's true that he said that, I believe it. Like, I don't even have to, to verify with him. If you tell me that he said that, I believe it. Why so? Because he trusts the source. And if you trust Allah and you put your tawakkul and your reliance on Allah Azza wa Jal in all your affairs, and you delegate all your affairs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no matter what the outcome is, is always good. No matter what it is. And you're always at ease and peace. Why? Because whatever Allah rules for me, I'll take it. I'm responsible to do my part. The Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Those who believe and their hearts find peace and tranquility through the remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal. Indeed, through the remembrance of Allah, hearts will find peace and tranquility. So this is just a glimpse of how we can connect this world and this life to the Quran. Ramadan is your opportunity to start making your own reflections. My advice to the, my dear brothers and sisters who are listening and watching with us right now is create your Quran journal in Ramadan, your own Quran journal. And the purpose of that journal is not to write just reflections. No, I want you to write, to write instructions. What does that mean? Your reflections should come out in the form of action items based on what you read, based on what you understand, right? I will do, I should do, I should avoid this, I should try to stop this, or maybe I should try this or that. Put action items. This is how you put the Quran into action. The Quran was sent hudan lil muttaqin, righteous, uh, guidance to those who are righteous. And what is the, the essence of Ramadan anyway? As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ladina amanu, kutiba alaykum siyamu, kama kutiba aladina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun. Or you who believe the the the, the, the fasting was prescribed for the, for you, the way it was prescribed for those who were before you, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Perhaps you might become righteous. So if you want to do this, you have your opportunity, inshallah, in Ramadan. But don't just read it. Please study it. Learn from it. And find that sense of you know, conviction, that sense of sense of, of certainty through the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because again, if you trust the source, it doesn't matter what happens. You already have, alhamdulillah, uh, Allah on your side. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill your heart with iman and taqwa, with peace and tranquility, with love for the Qur'an. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this Ramadan the best of our Ramadan comes yet. We ask Allah azza wa jalla in this moment to rid this world from this disease that has affected us throughout the past year. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send the cure and the healing as he promised. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep you and your families and your loved ones and your communities all safe in these beautiful days of Ramadan, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wallahu ta'ala. Ameen, ameen. Zakla khair, Shaykh. You dropped so many pearls of wisdom in, um, in the short time span or the short window that you had. And I was just listening. Uh, honestly, I was listening up to every word and I'm sure the audience was as well. Shaykh Abdullah was drinking some nice stuff as well, so I'm not sure if he was listening. Uh, but let's say, Bajan, one thing that Sheikh Yasser, of course, he's mashallah from, um, you know, um, Palestine, Jordan, right? But one thing he, he holds very dear to himself is the, the, the Pakistani Desi vest. 
<laughs> you know, he's always wearing it, man. Mashallah. Janet Jamshed, Barakallah Fiq. I mean, you know, every time I see Sheikh Yasser, Sheikh Yasser always, you know, has something dressed on. But tonight's um, advice, I want you to focus on that. I want to go back to that for a second. And from the beginning to the end, Sheikh Yasser has been reminding us, if you believe the source, it's easy, right? And, and we're so used to hearing news that is alternative facts, you know, which is you know, not accurate information, but we hear it so much that we believe it. Hmm. And then the Quran, we don't listen to it, we don't listen and, and or read it enough. So now what's true, we, we're skeptical about. And what's not true, we're telling everybody about did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Why this is this must happen. Um so Sheikh Yasir, Allah, may Allah protect you, Sheikh. You said it right. What a beautiful way Allah opens it, Quran Sheikh. Every time you come across that ayah, what runs through your mind? Is that the same thing that runs through your mind? Like, amazing, no doubts. SubhanAllah. One time I asked him about a meaning of an ayah, and I said, Sheikh, I, would that possibly be one of the meanings of the words here? I forgot which ayah, to be honest with you. But I remember his answer it was beautiful. He goes, Listen, Al Quran Hamal Awju. Al Quran Hamal Awju, which means you can have multiple interpretations if it's not. Uh, a matter of text. If it's not a matter of textual interpretation, then it's open for interpretation in a way that is, of course, compliant with the Quran, the Hadith, and also the Arabic language and so on. He goes, it's Hamal Awju. And subhanAllah, every time I come across that same ayah, that message itself is extremely, extremely powerful. Wallahi, it shakes you, it shakes your core. Really, when Allah Azza wa Jalla, at the very beginning, I mean, I wish that people can understand the Arabic language the way it is that was revealed to the Prophet Wallahi, sometimes I feel guilty, Sheikh, you know, honestly, Mashaikh, yani, I'll be sitting sometimes in a gathering, you know, of uh, uh, someone who's reciting Quran or even a beginning of an event or sometimes celebrating, you know, the birth of a child or whatever and so on, and somebody reciting Quran. And I look at the, the people around me, which is predominantly, Mashallah, Desis, yani, uh, and I look around, Wallahi, I, I, I get scared sometimes. I get really scared because I realize I'm the only one in this gathering who's understanding what this Qari is reciting. Wow. And it's shaken me because I know what he's saying and it's shaken me what he's reciting and everybody else around is just like sitting there just kind of enjoying the recitation but they have no clue what message was being delivered in that moment. That thought is just scary. You know, being born, alhamdulillah, to be able to understand the Arabic as a, as a, as a your, your, your mother in your language is a blessing I've never appreciated until I went to Bosnia. That's when you realize how effective that was, subhanAllah. So when I, every time I read this ayah, Wallahi, it just, it shows you the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How can you even get the greatness of Allah from that statement? I mean, you said the greatness of Allah in his creation, right? You say the greatness of Allah in the mountains and the, the thunderstorms and the, the, the greenery, mashallah, the, uh, the area where you guys live and the beautiful rivers and oceans. And But from a statement like, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا I don't know about you, but every time I read this ayah, it shakes me. It's beautiful. It, it, yeah. Allah, I said, like, listen, I'm telling you, this is the book. No other book. I mean, every time we read a book, we just we need for recommendations, right? So you grab a book, you look at the back, how many people recommend in the book, right? Uh. And you go to uh, uh, the the, um, the bestsellers, for example, list. And when you look at that, it's just like, oh, so we have multiple recommendations. Allah doesn't need a recommendation from anybody. Hmm. 
Not at all. Not this at all. Is subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the book. You need to know the book. La rayba fi, there's absolutely no doubt in it. I challenge you. It is guidance for those who are most righteous or those who would like to be righteous. May Allah make us among them, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Mufti Mahab, I know you're going to go on and add something to it. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're saying something. I was going to say that, you know, you know, so when Allah makes that claim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes that claim like he's a king, he makes that claim, right? And it's like this, kalamul muluki mulukul kalam. You know, it's just like, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's like the king, right? He just, and he just, Absolutely. And then, yeah, I mean, then two pages later, I, when I, I noticed that in the beginning of the Quran, then I, two pages later, like we haven't read too much. We just read, very little, two pages. And then after two pages, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes, Right? So in the beginning, he says, Now after two pages of reading, he says, Well, I don't know, but in two pages, I'm sure you got the idea. Allah is like, you know, I'm gonna let you know that if um in kun if you're if you're still skeptical, is that just imagine a non-Muslim, someone mm -hmm. named Joe, Bobby, Jessica, you know, anyone, right? They grab the Quran and they, they don't believe it, and they grab the translation of it, and they read this, and after two pages, it's like God saying. If I don't believe this, bring me something like this. And this, whoever this person is from across the world, he has no answer. You have to, you have to believe this. That's sure. right. There's a challenge in the ayah that you just mentioned here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا Like he's not asking even to try. He, he's telling you, and if you try, and you don't even try, don't even try because you will never be able anyway. فَإِلَّمْ تَفْعَلُوا وَلَنْ تَفْعَلُوا yeah, and just like whatever you try, save your energy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Subhanallah, the Quran is yaqi wallahi ajaib. I wish that people can really have the ability to understand it the way it was revealed, really. And it's 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 powerful, it's important, subhanAllah. To the more to the point that you mentioned, Shaykh Abdullah. One time I had a, uh, when I was in El Paso, I was one day in my office. I had an office actually outside of the masjid. So next door, subhanAllah, a church came, took that office. Uh, and it's a, it's African-American church. So I became friend with the, with the junior uh, uh, pastor. Uh, his father was a senior pastor in that church. So we became friends together for some time. And one day he came to my office. He was asking me, hey, what are you doing here? What, what are you doing? Uh, what are you reading? I was actually preparing one of my Al-Maghrib classes at the time, uh, uh, Heavenly Hughes, the, the, the tafsir of the themes of the Quran. And Alhamdulillah, I was re I was reviewing the final draft that was after it was printed to make sure that everything is perfect before we launch the class. And it wasn't right in front of me. So he sat across the, 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 the desk from me and he goes, can I have a look? I said, sure. So I, subhanAllah, I, I gave it to him. He opened it. Taqdeerullah Azza wa Jalla. Listen, nothing random, Allah. He, he opened random page and the random page came at the topic of who is God? And what are the qualities of God? And the first thing is, What are the qualities of God? And part of it is speaking about, he, he, he is not begotten. He doesn't beget. And all these amazing ayats. So subhanAllah, I was looking at him, literally reading silently. 
and his face was dropping and changing. And then he instantly, after maybe about five plus minutes reading it, maybe more, he stopped abruptly and he got up and he goes, oh, I have to go, I have to leave, I have to leave. I said, where, what's going on? He goes, I can't stay, I have to leave, I have to leave. I, I said, just come, tell me what, what happened. What did, you, what did you read? He just left, I never saw him again. Wow. But this is how powerful, subhanAllah, the words of Allah in English, the translation. Wow. Imagine if they were in Arabic. The powerful Bajan. No. I mean, Sheikh, you know what one is one is to have a beautiful, a perfect, a a car with no flaws. But in reality, the car with no flaws is only a beautiful car if it serves a purpose. True. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala identifies the purpose for us. No. And I find this to be beautiful. You know, Malusi Rahimullah makes a slight mention of it, doesn't really dive too deep into this um, this this nuance, but where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he mentions Hudan lil muttaqeen, in majority of the spots where the mention of the Quran comes, this objective is also mentioned again. Shahrul Ramadan, Alladi unzila fihi al Quran, Hudan lil nas. Hudan lil nas. Ya ayyuhan nas, Qadaja atkum mu'idatum min rabbikum, wa shifa'un lima fis sudur, wa hudan wa rahma lil mu'minin. Lem yakun illadina kafaru, min ahlil kitabi, wal mushrikina, munfakina. So for the audience, the point that I want to quickly make before we move forward is it's nice to have something perfect. It's nice to have something which is beautiful. But it's not truly beneficial if it doesn't serve its purpose. And the purpose of the Quran is to continue to guide us. The greatest, the, the best car in your driveway is only used for these special occasions, right? The best suit is only worn, or the best thobe for, or, or, or best coats is only worn for the most beautiful and illustrious, okay, illustrious occasion. Similarly, the most complete book is used for the, the greatest objective of our life, which is Huden, Huden, Huden. It's a source of guidance. This is why. Even before Allah tells us what the purpose of the book is, He says, you ask for guidance, I'll give you the guidance through the book. And then if sometime later in the Quran, Allah says, It's a source of guidance, it's a source of mercy. And the only time to the, all of the audience, myself first and all, my own family, happiness is dependent upon those people who really care about us what they say about us, what they think about us. What does Allah define as happiness? And this is the only time in the entire Quran where Allah actually gives a amr, a command of being happy. Like not being content, not being at ease, not being at peace. No, no, be happy. He says, قُلْ بِفَضْلِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا he says, tell them, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that through the fadl of Allah, Ibn Abbas's al-Islam, just be happy, right? We will be happy in the akhirah with what Allah has given us. And Allah says, the way we will be happy in the akhirah is if we're happy in this world to the Qur'an. The Qur'an becomes the source of happiness for us in this world. There's a beautiful narration 
that Anas narrates, it has some du'af in it, but it's beneficial for the sake of virtue, where he says, the Prophet said, that man a'azzahu Allahu bil-Islam, wa'ataahu al-Qur'an, thumma shaka bil-faqa, ja'alallahu al-faqra bayna aynayhi, thumma tala' al-ayah, qul bifadlillahi wa birahmatihi. He says, an individual who has been given Islam, and then they've been given the ability to connect and engage with the Qur'an, and then after that, they complain about poverty. Allah will stamp poverty on their forehead because they have Quran and they have Islam. They have two of the greatest things that an individual can ever can ever yearn for, can ever imagine. Allah has given them both of these things, and of course, the effect of the Quran for the you know I'm sure Sheikh Yasser has explained it many a times as well. Sheikh Abdullah is not limited to those that simply understand it. Of course. You know, with love, with 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 uh, with the hope of istima'a, we will benefit. But the point of it is, is try to engage at a higher level. The Prophet says, Man, you know, whosoever recites the Quran, they are with the elite angels, right? But then whosoever struggles, we get double the reward. People get double the reward. Allah is the only boss in this world that does not reward simply based upon the results, but also also rewards based upon the effort. The effort, the effort is a unit that is to be counted. Yeah. Anywhere else, the effort is not counted. It's all about results, right? Allah says, no, your effort is a separate unit that is accounted for, and that is ihtisaban, a person will get reward for it. So my two cents in this, I mean, I apologize for going on a rap, but my two cents in this no, discussion is that there is a purpose of this. And the purpose of this, the same way we like to decorate our walls with ayat of the Quran and we take honor of it, honor in it. Imagine how beautiful the heart will become once we decorate the heart with the ayat of the Quran. Once we garnish and we crave and carve these ayat into our, into our houses, into our homes, of course, it's a shi'ar, it's good to have. But the heart is a place where the Quran, you always talk about this, it was revealed upon your heart, right? And I apologize for going on long, but Sheikh Yasser and Bajan, if you can just quickly tell us that. I was going to cut you in the middle somewhere, you know, because I like talking, but you're saying some good stuff. So I was going to let you go ahead, you know, but that was really good. Sheikh Yasser, please lead us, you know, as I honestly, I just, I, I feel. That sitting, standing, sitting with you and sitting with Sheikh Abdul Wahab, I'm going to stay quiet, just listen to you guys. You guys are so, ma mashallah, very knowledgeable. Just drink your tea, man. Just drink your tea. I am. <laughs> listen, subhanAllah. I mean, when Sheikh Abdul Wahab was, was speaking, I was reflecting on the ayat of uh, Allah Azza wa Jal is, is demanding from us, demanding from us two things. Tadabbur, uh, tafakkur. That's one thing. And then he says, Isn't about time for those who believe that their heart should humble themselves and they humbled their, their hearts to the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what was revealed for them for the truth. Allah is telling us, I gave you the book. Hmm. The beginning, he says, this is the book, La Towards the end, the Surah Al-Hadid, in the order of the Mus'haf, he says, is it about time? Allah. Like if you read throughout the Quran from cover to cover, you came to this ayah and you don't see that your heart is not has not changed a bit. What have you done? What kind of reading you've been doing? Hmm. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kama qala al-ulama fi tafsir yani yastabti'una. We're not fast enough. We're just being too slow to respond. Wow. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa'alamu anna Allah yuhulu bayna al-mari wa qalbi. Beware. If you don't respond, you know, fast enough, there will mm. be a time when there will be a blockage between you and your heart. Like no matter how much you try, it just, it's ruined. It's over. Yani. And to dabbar and tafakkur, I think this is one of the greatest ibadat that we can do in Ramadan, which people unfortunately don't think it's valuable. Like if they sit down in the masjid after salah, for example, just for 10 minutes, quietly thinking and reflecting on their salah, on their dhikr, on their Qur'an. You know what? On the creation of Allah. If just think about it that way. That's one of the greatest ibadat. We don't do that anymore. Because we live in the age of technology. And technology is, does, is not leaving us alone. It doesn't give us five minutes of peace. Even when you're at the traffic light, you have to check your phone. You have to have something playing in the background, whatever that is. So when we sit down quietly, we think we're completely non-productive. We're not doing anything. We're not accomplishing anything. So what do we do? We get, try to get to do something to get ourselves busy, but not necessarily productive. I want my dear brothers and sisters in this Ramadan to take time. You know what? Take an hour, for God's sake. You guys live in, 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 in Flint, mashallah. You have a beautiful nature. Spring, I don't know if you guys, it's starting green for you or not, but here in Dallas, mashallah, everything is green right now. It's so beautiful. Alhamdulillah. It is the time to do the ibadah of tadabbar and tafakkur fi khalqillah. This is the time when you go out, you go out in the wilderness, go out, you know, outdoors. Don't, do, it's not a recreational time as much as just go and appreciate how these dead trees are coming back to life. How these flowers are blossoming and just bringing all these bees from around the world, subhanAllah, to around the earth just to come in. Just the clarity of the water in your, in, in your oasis, in your, in your lake, all these beautiful things. We just, we're missing those moments. Why? Because we're living in the 21st century in cities and suburbs and everything is artificial. Everything is artificial, including happiness that Sheikh was speaking about. We manufacture happiness these days. If I don't have this and that and that, I'm not happy. If I cannot play this game and, and do this and, and have this, I won't be happy at all. Manufactured happiness. Back in the days, people got happy with what? With whatever. They, they improvise. Yeah. Anything around them makes them happy. They're just happy with whatever they have. Today, yeah. if relatives came over, they were happy. Now relatives come was like, oh my God, I got to work for them. SubhanAllah, right? <laughs> Is that you speak from experience? So yeah. the, the, I my guess they speak about you. They speak about you just to let you know. <laughs> I was speaking about my in-laws, actually. I'm just... <laughs> uh, but right, so, again, in reality, wallahi, one of the ibadat that we miss in Ramadan it's, is connecting with the Qur'an to the Dabbar and Tafakkur. And if we can spend more time this year and just trying to have this kind of, you know, peace and tranquility, that, that peace, and just to do, doing Tadabbar and Tafakkur, reflecting and pondering and, you know, try to study it from the inside and get the reflection of it outside, uh, it just, it's an amazing thing you can do. Don't expect, don't think yourself when you sit down after Salah, just reflecting, we'll be doing nothing. Mm. You're doing for yourself the best service that you're to yourself. Why? Because uh, when it comes to the ibadah, it's all about the quality, not just the quantity. Mm. We know that people will be doing so much in their dunya, and towards the end, last thing, Husn al-Khitab gets into al-Jannah. 
So it's about the quality of our ibadah. By the way, just to let you know, uh, our Isha time is starting in 12 minutes. Okay, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. Sheikh, okay. Sheikh before we allow you to leave, quick question. So no. we're sure everyone's at a different level, right? And it's very difficult to a one-stroke one brush for everyone. But where would you say everyone should at least start with in Ramadan? You know, at mm. what level? And Sheikh Abdullah can also answer this, and inshallah, we can we can wrap it up. Sheikh Yasser answer everything because he has 12 minutes. Let him put on. <laughs> Come on, man. No, subhanAllah, if I want to recommend to people, like I said, it's it's not really about finishing from cover to cover because I know a lot of people they're ramping up there, mashallah, their hours and the minutes and so on, because their goal is to finish from cover to cover. You know what? If you're one of like Sheikh Abdullah mentioned from mashallah, the 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 al Maher bil Qira'a, the the one who's excellent in recitation, like al-Safar al-Kiram al barra Go for it. Recite 10 times in Ramadan. But if you're the one who says, do your best, mm -hmm. but put more energy and understanding than just reading. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend for people to do these two things. Number one, to in addition to reading it in Arabic, read, read the translation in language that you can understand. And just mm -hmm. like you do khatma in Arabic, do khatma in Urdu, in English, in Spanish, or whatever language that other people speak. And number two, the Quran journal, mm -hmm. like I said, and the Quran journal should be in the form of action items, action. not just not just, uh, not just repeating what you just read or recited. Just like wow, this was beautiful ayah. That's not just enough. I want you to tell me and tell yourself, what are you gonna do about reading this ayah? Something positive to do, or something negative to stay away from? Do it in that fashion, inshallah, and you will see. How much guidance the Quran can provide for you? And you also have nowadays, Bajan. I'm gonna throw in a third one. You can join Miftah every night after uh, iftar, where Sheikh Abdullah and Rahman do a short reflection. Um, Yaqeen and a party of iftar. That's what you want to say. <laughs> a virtual iftar. You know, I, I, you know, I'm at this point where I feel even embarrassed inviting people to watch Miftah when Sheikh Yasser is on because. Oh. I want to push them to watch the Qiyasir. That's what I watch, you know, when I'm not watching Miftah, you know? You know, I'm watching the Qiyasir. I'm watching you a lot. Wallahi, I watch you a lot. Allah, 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 I ask Allah Azzawajal to forgive me what you guys don't know about me and make me better than what you assume and you think of me. Sheikh, before you leave, how, how has your recent journeys been? How has your time been in the last year? I mean, it's been almost a whole calendar year, if not more. How has is, how is your schedule changed and shifted? And, and what, what's your plan for the month of Ramadan? I thought I was going to take a break during the quarantine. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it went crazy. Because in the measure, at least you were local. But once you went virtual, you became international. Mm -hmm. And, the, the, you know, the, the programming and the activities and all that stuff, subhanAllah, nonstop, day and night. Because you have different time zones, obviously. Mm -hmm. yeah. But for me, it was, it was, alhamdulillah, an opportunity Allah Azza wa Jal has presented to me to help and assist and go out there and also benefit other people. Why not? Our time in this dunya is very short. Make sure to use this time wisely. And may Allah Azza wa Jal give us the ability to serve him, Ya Rabbil Alameen, and that we depart from this world while he is pleased with us, Ya Allah. I, 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 I don't know when he's, Sheikh Yasser is leaving. But uh, Sheikh Yasser's journey of knowledge is a very interesting journey. From and and I was in Dallas um, with him. And Sheikh Yasser, I don't know. We won't have enough time for this. But um, honestly, what a phenomenal journey! And in college, 
he said, I want to become a scholar in Kuwait. And then he went to, you know, so it's un, one of the, I, I, when I heard of him, Sheikh Yasser, I said, Sheikh Yasser, you should write this down. And he's like, I'm telling you, you figure it out. Like, like I'm not, he's not going to write, write it down, you know. But I honestly, uh, it was such an inspiration, uh, you know, for what he did and how, what he came from. And it literally, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wafaqa, like made all the situations for you, Sheikh Yasser, to go to Medina and then go to Bosnia. And then come to United States. It was not like and nothing was planned for this. It was all happening, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, as if you were planned to come to the United States and serve the American community here, you know. And may Allah, you know, reward you, Sheikh, because a lot of youth, a lot of adults, a lot of people have been uh, impacted by you. And she, people don't know that Sheikh Yasser is people. People in my community, when they get married, I send them to Sheikh Yasser for pre-marital marital council. Um, and they get advice from Sheikh Yasser, and he just he just one of the main advice that Sheikh Yasser gives to new couples is that listen to your wife. <laughs> is it because you cannot say this to them? That's why I send them to me. You know, I, I don't say nothing. I just you know I, I know them too well, so I just say go Sheikh Yasser, and no. you know Sheikh Yasser has a, a platform online where you can uh, he's overbooked. Where he um, literally sits down with couples and he gives them um, gives them um, counsel and and advice, and that's something that one of the greatest service because if the home is established, then the ummah established. Sheikh, mm-hmm. can you just conclude with this, and inshallah, we'll let you go for Isha. You know, honestly, I want to conclude with something a little bit tied to this. Is uh, I something I learned from my uh, Sheikh in Usul in Medina. You know, the first year when I came to Medina, um, Alhamdulillah, Allah blessed me to be the valedictorian on that year, the first year. I got so scared and I wasn't very happy because it brought me attention I wasn't prepared for. I came from engineering background to the Sharia and I didn't expect that I will I will top these students who are, mashallah, probably studying their entire life in the Sharia department and so on. So the second year, I self-sabotaged myself. Like I did not study for the final exams or the midterm exams. Yes. Right? And I dropped from the top students to maybe 13 or 15 or something like that. Uh, it took the attention away from me. SubhanAllah, one day uh, I was walking out, out of the class, the Usul Fiqh teacher, Sheikh Hamoud Saadi, I'm not sure if he's still alive actually. He grabbed me, he goes, come over here. I said, Naam, Sheikh. He goes, I know what you're doing. He said, I know what you're doing. Uh, I said, what do you mean? He goes, stop doing this to yourself. I said, well, I don't know why Allah brought you here, he said. Well, that's it. He said, I don't know why Allah subhanahu brought you in here, but it's definitely for a reason. And if Allah made you a, such an excellent student, don't throw this name away. It mm-hmm. is mostly for a reason. SubhanAllah, since then I continued, mashallah, until I finished graduation the fourth year with full uh, yani honor and also the being the, the top student. I didn't even know why, to be honest with you. I didn't even know why. But I learned throughout my journey that Allah Azza wa Jal, He has this guidance and tawfiq and He throws opportunities in front of you. If you take them, you will benefit from them personally and benefit the whole world. Otherwise, yani you will lose a great opportunity. So I learned when I came to America, I became an accidental imam, an accidental teacher, an accidental uh, 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 you know, imam, uh, family consultant and, 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 and the counselor for the families and so on. Accidents, great accidents. This, this is the thing. Allah throws the throws these you know opportunities in front of you, and if if you take them and you put 
يعني the effort in them and inshallah the good intention may Allah subhanahu wa keep everything sincere to them, ya Rabbil Alameen, it will flourish. So I want to ask all the brothers and sisters out there, if Allah brought you an opportunity in front of you, whether it's a job opportunity, studying or getting married or traveling to Hajj al-Umrah or this and that and so and so, do your best to see if this is the one that I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my right intention, put the right effort, inshallah, and may Allah put barakah in it, ya Rabbil Alameen. So you guys, alhamdulillah, have opened a new opportunity for me to come and speak, inshallah, ta'ala, at your institution from Miftah. I'm not going to close this door. But alhamdulillah, I'm blessed to have to be with you guys here, and I'm very happy and honored to be with you in your company. Jazakumullah khair. We don't have words to thank you. You always um, accept our requests, and we're so muqassir in any of your um, service. And inshallah, we hope to see you in person after the pandemic. And we bless, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives all of us a great Ramadan, the Valley Community Flint Islamic Center, Miftah Institute, and all the work that you're doing um, virtually in person. May Allah May Allah bless your family, your children that I dearly like. And um, uh, I hope you still has you still have that cat, you know. He's still here. He's still here. <laughs> That's uh, it. We'll see you next time, you know. And I have so many more questions to ask you personally, but you got to go for Isha. So inshallah next time, Sheikh. Barakallah fikum. Jazakum Allah khair. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Barakallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Um, I just, I can't, I can't thank um, Sheikh um, enough. May Allah reward him and bless him. From Mufti Duha, that was your first time actually having a long conversation with Sheikh Yasser? I spent a, pretty much a whole night with him in St. Louis about two years ago. Okay. I enjoyed that, mashallah. So he's full of full of wisdom. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's been around for so long. And and he's one of those people that's constantly, you know, studying and learning and growing. Like sometimes a person, a scholar comes to a level like, I'm a sheikh, I'm a qari, I'm an imam, and that's what I'm going to do. Like he, he's not afraid to venture. One of the things I also noticed about him, he is quite talented because though he's not, he, he, he wasn't raised and born in this country, but he could study. He studies, he, he's done workshops on youth and, and parenting and, you know, and a lot of times when it comes to like even youth development, parenting, I learned so much from him. He gave me a list of books to read. And this was years ago. And I, I was able to benefit from him with the, with the background of his knowledge and studying at Medina University, serving in Bosnia to the Muslim community in Da'wah. Great work he's done. But an excellent topic in the Quran, you know, like actually connecting to the Quran in the month of Ramadan and just making sure that we're just, we're, we're enjoying it. We're learning from it. We're not just doing it because it's culture. And I mean, where I mean, you everyone that's on here right now, how many people actually know how to understand the language of Arabic? If they could reply, and if you, we might get maybe eighty percent of the crowd might say I don't understand Arabic. Now, eighty percent of the crowd that says they don't understand Arabic, don't feel embarrassed. Doesn't matter how old you are, you can still enjoy the recitation, but you also have the potential now because how everything is. You know, people had to go to like Syria, Yemen, Medina. To learn, you could actually learn everything online now. Everything is possible. Um, how many people watch these Turkish dramas? Have you watched any of these Turkish dramas with the hub? No, no. Oh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved so many hours of your life. Because they're like five I wish, I wish I had a few more hours, but like yeah, three hundred hours. Like I've done some calculation. More like three hundred hours of Turkish drama, you know, and uh so if you can spend 300 hours to learn a language, right, you would know the language. 
you will learn Urdu, you will learn Arabic or Turkish, whatever language you're trying to learn. But most importantly, studying the language of the Quran. You know, when imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to you in every salah and had a kalam rabbi and we're having a hard time understand it. And if you know how to open a computer and log on to websites, you can even log on to an institution and learn the language. Of course, I'm not here to market Miftah's Arabic program, but that's something you might want to look into. Miftah, Miftah Qalam Institute, other institutions around the country, around the world. And everybody somehow loves the language of English, you know? So to learn Arabic in the medium of English makes it even Nurun Ala Nur, you know? Like, but, you know? Like, look, one thing for sure, Bijan, like the whole goal to learn Arabic is not to learn Arabic. Many people know Arabic, but there's no benefit, right? The benefit is to connect with the Quran. And um, there are many people who connect with the Quran much better without even knowing the Arabic language. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not make something a condition um, to connect with the Quran, which is difficult for us. Everyone can connect even without understanding. Some of my, our parents don't understand the Quran, but I see them cry more than I ever I have ever cried reading the Quran. You know, oh. At that point that I've seen my father recite Quran and he's 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 wept more than... I think I've ever wept reading the ayah of Yusuf alayhi salam, you know. So it's it's the goal is to connect. The goal is to connect. The, the, the idea is to feel attached to it, right? And feeling attached to it, for some people, for many people, for most, understanding it helps, right? But for some, they, they, they connect with it just by knowing that these are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people hold a letter from their grandparents that they can never recite never understand, but they hold it because it's, they notice that it serves a value, right? I'm not saying the Qur'an is like that, um, but reciting it, I mean, th th this question was asked by Sahabas, the Prophet if we don't understand it, do we still get reward? He said, yes, of course you will still get reward, but we want to reach the level of Ihsan. Hence, Sheikh Yasir and Sheikh Abdullah um, are, are speaking about the benefit of understanding the Arabic language and engaging with it throughout the month of Ramadan. But I'm not sure, Bajan, to be honest with you, this is my personal opinion, I may be wrong, but I'm not sure if Ramadan is the best time to start learning a new language. Yeah, yes. I'm not sure if it is. You know, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, yeah you're right. I agree with you. I, I, I'm not going to challenge you. A lot of things, I will challenge you for a lot of things that you may say that are controversial. But that, you have hit it on the nail. I agree with you. I think Ramadan is a time to just to, to, to dive into the Quran, dive into your own ibadah, your personal worship, and to, of course, contrary to most people, how they think, to serve people. Service is an ibadah. Serve people, right? And we serve people yes. that's an ibadah, recite Quran, um, try your best to read the translation, connect with some live. Um, I think, I think you, blocked, you blocked someone by accident or on purpose. Oh, I think um, maybe. Go ahead. Um, but <laughs> the chat the chat was going wild. We apologize. We apologize. I think, I think we're going to have to ask the audience in the chat just to like stay a little focused so we yeah. can all and everyone else can you know, enjoy the conversation. Exactly what we're talking about, right? I mean, but you uh, want to chat, there's WhatsApp, you know, in other chat groups. <laughs> the well, it's just normal, it's natural. So you're all good, don't worry about it. But yeah. inshallah, that's that's the idea. But Jen, uh, it's, our, it's, our last, it's our last week till, inshallah, after Ramadan, we've completed 42 episodes, Muzakallah um, Khair, for leading these episodes and taking care of it. And, and import, most, also equally importantly, if not more importantly, Muzakallah Khair for the audience. It's been with us since... Oh, yeah. Since the beginning, mashallah, they've been here since we started. I saw someone messaging in the group that let's focus on the lecture. It's like 3 a.m. in England. I'm trying to pay attention. You know, like 
people are on at different times trying to listen to us and benefit and we're trying to benefit from them so um you know these things don't go unnoticed by allah for sure but we definitely. also appreciate them you know um can you just remind our audience about the ramadan immersion if you can share the ramadan immersion banner i can tell them what it is uh, ramadan immersion is going to be um it's something very special this year. Every year, last year was our first Ramadan immersion because of COVID. Um, if you have the opportunity just to go on the website, if you can show us the speakers, Mufti Duhab, if you don't have if you have time. But yeah. we have we have a great lineup of speakers um this year. And uh it's going to be uh on a variety of topics, six to seven every single day in Ramadan. You have Ustad Ibidullah Evans, Mufti Abdul Rahman, Mufti Abdul Wahab. We have Khalid Latif. All right, there it is. So we, we, we hope that everyone, this that's the lineup. Those are the speakers there and the teachers. Can you just go down to the subjects if you don't mind, Mufti Wahab? And uh, many people, inshallah, have already registered, but inshallah, they can share with others as well. Yeah, this is what you want to do. This is how you want to spend Ramadan. One hour a day, spend it learning something new. Um, prophetic please, the du'as of the prophets in the Quran. Um Wow. Yeah. is a class that we switched up from like a few days ago. Mufid Rahman preferred teaching this class, uh, a book that was written by Imam Suyuti Rahimullah that was gifted to us after our own loss. And he, um, I, th I think you know Bajan, he really enjoyed it and he really benefited from it and he wanted to talk about it and teach it so everyone could benefit. And I think it's very relatable um, given our certain time and, you know, COVID and so on and so forth. So it's a class that it will be uh, not emotional, but um, definitely a class that, you know, we will. Um, you know, need some tissue papers to help us to get through. Yeah, I'm surprised you actually put that class there. I, I'm going to have a hard time with that class, uh, you know, but um, always good to listen to him. And then we have the heart softeners, a hadith that will just give us perspective and introspection, uh, purifying your heart um, class in the month of Ramadan by Khalid Latif, 40 hadith on Ramadan by uh, Brother Ustad Sheikh Hamza Imtiaz. And, uh, oh, so you're doing Sheikh, you're doing Surah Taha Mufti Sab? No, we're swearing. We're doing Surah Taha, Oh, that's going to be exciting. So you're doing Surah Tafsir, Surah Taha, the story of Musa, salam. And then we have the, the verses that uh, induce doubt by, um, inshallah, the Yaqeen uh, faculty will undo the doubts and uh, unknot the, 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 you know, those things that would make us confused. So this is going to be an interesting, interesting, packed, comprehensive uh, program. So hopefully everyone here is... Um, signed up. It's five ninety nine. Honestly, it's just a couple of cups of coffee. And uh, if you don't want to pay five ninety nine, just tell us Instagram, message us, Mufti Abdul and the team will bring you on for free. And share it with everyone. Share in your community. Share with your children. Even youth who are twelve years old can benefit, and people who are seventy five years old they can also benefit. So it's like you know, it's self paced. It's all recorded. You don't have to worry about oh, I can't be there at six o'clock. You'll have access to the portal. It's, 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 it's once you're in, you get the access for the rest of your life. You can watch it whenever you want. Oh, wow. You, have, so wow. you, um, you also have, uh, you know, uh, any, any, the, the, everything's in one area. So a lot of times everything is recorded, but it's, very, it's so hard to find that you don't even want to look for it, right? Uh, and convenience is king. So the beauty of this is that once you get in, everything is sorted in a way that it's very easy for you to access um, so inshallah, you know, wallahi, this class was put together for all of us to benefit. And uh, we would love to get 
you know, new students and, and people to benefit. So please share it with your own community. Uh, the Prophet tells us that the person that encourages others to do good, they get the reward of doing it themselves. So alhamdulillah, this is Mufti it. Duhab, can you um, share the schedule for Ramadan if there is a possibility? It's, it's going to take a long time. because it, it, Oh, just the general schedule or just for the Ramadan immersion? Just the general schedule. Yeah, of course, of course. I think we will. Please, please start talking about that in regards to, you know, one of the, one of the highlights will be... Uh, I say if you could try to spend your Ramadan with an institution that's providing something online every single day, you got your whole schedule organized. You have Taraweeh, you have your break your fast, you have Miftah um, events during the month of Ramadan. This is what it is. So I think you, you don't have the timings on here, but um, it's uh, you have Affected by the Quran will premiere. I can't see it clearly if you can zoom in a little bit. Uh, affected by the Quran will premiere at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, there's uh, 30 videos that we shot, I've shot these videos earlier with uh, you know <laughs> the the videography team and, and the cinematography team has put some work into it to make me sound good and in the visuals there, but actually it's just all their hard work. That's gonna be a great series that will come out at 1 p.m. every single day, five, 10 minutes. You know, I try to make the videos very small so yeah, we can- yeah, It's your series, but I would like to say that this is going to be a beautiful series. Like I think, this might, inshallah, if everyone enjoys it, you'll see, um, uh, I mean, gems coming from the short. I, I, I've just been watching, you know, uh, in, the, in of course, in the back and just watching some of the videos and, you know, going through it. And I'm, every single video that I watch, I benefit so much in learning new things myself. So it's going to be five-minute videos, but every day one verse of the Qur'an that our pious predecessors were affected by. So inshallah. What's the Qur'an? What's the Qur'an? And everyone's going to be, um, it's, it's going to be available for everyone, inshallah. Uh, someone said, is it $5.99 per month? No, it's just it's just a one-time fee. And to be honest with you, last time we never charged it. Um, and this year, we're, well, the only reason we're doing it is because we, you know, it was pretty difficult just to manage with so many of these mashayikh. We don't want them to come and not to at least give them some type of hadiyah, uh, even though none of them want it. Uh, but we want to appreciate their time, so we do our best. Uh, so that's the first one, Bajan. Go ahead. And um, what's the next class? Can you share the next class? Can you move down the screen if you mind? The Ramadan immersion. Then after that is... Um, six o'clock we have Ramadan immersion. So one o'clock that, six o'clock Ramadan immersion. Seven o'clock is daily Quran recitations. Man, Mufti Dohab, do you have any sample of that? You're, that would be beautiful. It's once okay. we have... Yeah, I, I, We have a lot of samples, Bajan, but I don't want to share them. This, you yeah. know, but, so, we have so many, so many of the recordings already on YouTube. They can, inshallah. Some of the best reciters that we have with Miftah in our, in our sister organization and Michigan Islamic Institute some of the reciters, beautiful Quran recite. One juz a day will be broadcasted with translation on the screen. The at, 7 inshallah, at 7 p.m. Every single day, one juz with the translation, inshallah. Um, many of you have heard Hafish, Aqari Nul Huda. Some, some of these teachers actually teach your kids in Miftah talent, right? Um, in Aqari Idris and Hafish Afan, Qari Afan. So, inshallah, they, they, they are going to be the ones leading this. And then, and Bajan, this is the highlight, Bajan. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one, Mufti Dohab. You got me locked in. So daily Quran reflections with Mufti Abdul Rahman. I'm I'm excited about the topic, and excited to be with Mufti Abdul Rahman, because you know last Ramadan I had a great time with him. So that's going to be eight forty-five. Is that eight forty-five? But that's after iftar, before taraweeh. You eat your food, you sip on your chai, and you watch Mufti Abdul Rahman and give a beautiful explanation to the tafsir of the Quran. That is that's a wrap. That's going to be a great Ramadan, inshallah. Inshallah. I mean, I am. Well, I'm going to be putting a lot of effort to be available every day at that time. So what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you making me do all the work? 
I am, I am. You're, you're doing it, mashallah. You're carrying the, you're carrying the burden. But, um, but the idea is that, inshallah, hopefully everyone's able to join, for, you know, for the chai time, and um, you know, and hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Uh, and the time will change back every 10 days. They will let you know as as um, the days continue. So it'll drop back 10, 15 minutes based upon the uh, iftar and taraweeh prayer time, inshallah. inshallah. We, give, we give everyone a, a rundown. Ramadan, um, Ramadan Mubarak to everyone. Ramadan Kareem to everyone. And inshallah, we'll see you on Monday, Monday night for the first Quran reflection, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.